1: Today we will explore how freedom of the press and a diverse media landscape are important hallmarks of healthy democracies, where citizens and journalists have the power to express themselves and publish information without fear of interference or reprisals from the ruling government. Although freedom of the press is not guaranteed by the Constitution, Australia ranks in the top 40 countries on the World Press Freedom Index. So what is the role of the media in a democracy? How are commercial media and publicly funded broadcasters in Australia different? And what sets them apart from the state-sponsored media found overseas?
2: One thing that can be quite dangerous is when there is ownership of many media organizations by one owner, and when there is a monopoly, the thing to consider is what would your media landscape look like without a public broadcaster? What would the news look like? Would it be skewed to the certain viewpoint rather than there being an organization available to offer that impartial, trusted voice on behalf of the public? That's always the question to ask.
1: Let's get started. Australia has several media outlets, including privately owned commercial media and sponsored community networks. The country also funds two public service broadcasters through tax revenue. These are the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, the ABC, and the Special Broadcasting Service, or SBS. Private mainstream media produces content for profit and ratings. They answer to their commercial sponsors and their interests. In contrast, public broadcasters are accountable to the community that funds them. Christian Porter is the CEO of the Public Media Alliance, the largest global association of public media outlets, which advocates for the core values of public media and journalism. He says public broadcasters are mandated to inform the public accurately
2: they should be free from government or overt commercial interference, they should have oversight from ideally some sort of independent regulator and provide impartial news and quality content that informs, educates and entertains all of society. Public media should also be a reliable source of information in times of emergencies and crises and a reliable counter to misinformation and disinformation. They should be universally available, reach diverse audiences, and ultimately inform democracy, particularly at times of election.
1: Public media outlets should also disclose how they are funded, managed, and how they spend their money. Wendy Bacon is an investigative journalist, political activist, and academic. She was a professor of journalism at the University of Technology Sydney for two decades. She says public media provides a platform for a variety of voices and programming styles that reflect the diverse needs and perspectives of the wider community. This is contrary to state-sponsored media
3: purpose of that media is to be a voice for whichever government is in control of that society, an arm for government. Now, that's very different from the idea of independent broadcasting, where funding can come from the public, but in some way, it's a grant to media, which is able to make judgments about what has news value, what serves the community in terms of information. Professor Bacon adds that public media
1: must have editorial independence, the freedom to criticize the government and all political parties. This means these broadcasters decide what news to report and how.
3: For that to happen, there has to be in place arrangements to protect that independence. For example, the Minister for Communications does not have direct control over a public broadcaster. Whereas when you've got state-controlled media, then the minister would be able to give direct instructions.
1: State-controlled media is common in countries ruled by authoritarian regimes. They usually publish government-friendly, nationalistic content. Public media is a pillar of democracy, as it encourages public debate and scrutiny. Nijat Basar is the executive producer of SBS Turkish. Before working for SBS Radio in Australia, he was a journalist in Turkey. He says the government there has complete control over what is reported, either directly through state-sponsored media or through mainstream media owned by government proxies.
0: It's 100% government propaganda. There is no deviation from government policies and what the government wants. You don't have the opportunity to deviate anyway. You won't be published, you won't be on television. Mr.
1: Bazar explains journalists in Turkey face serious threats if they attempt to contradict the government.
0: Turkey passed a law that has made illegal to propagate falsehoods. So any journalist that makes a story deemed false by the government can be imprisoned up to three years. Certain laws limit what you can cover. So once or twice you try to be brave to push the envelope. You're either attacked by lawyers or prosecutors or government's online trolls. But after a while, you learn your lesson and you censor yourself. You just give up and just focus on safe subjects. He
1: adds the contrast between press freedom in Turkey and Australia
0: is stark. Here, we can call the government to account for its actions. In Turkey, there is no such thing. There is Australia's very tough media laws. But these rules do not set limit to the content and what you can cover and how you can cover it.
1: This does not mean Australian public broadcasters are exempt from withstanding external pressures. The former director of news, analysis and investigations of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, Gavin Morris, explains.
4: There are sometimes figures within governments who think, well, if we're providing the funding towards that public media organisation, you know, it shouldn't criticise us or it should be sympathetic to the government's position on policy or on certain issues. So those tensions arise from time to time. But I always saw my role as being there to uphold the independence of the ABC, to not take any sort of editorial position because a government or an official or a person in power might seek for us to report a story in a certain way or report a story at all or not report a story at all.
1: So what can the public expect from the ABC and the SBS? Both public broadcasters are directed by their individual charters, editorial policies and codes of practice that mandate their content be fair and balanced. The ABC is larger, with dozens of regional and international bureaus, as well as offices and studios in all Australian capital cities. It has radio stations and TV channels to cater to different audiences and interests. Among them are dedicated TV channels for news and children's content. The ABC also keeps communities informed during emergencies. It educates the public on preparedness, broadcasts warnings and updates during the crisis and informs on the recovery efforts. Gavin Morris again.
4: In recent years, that has grown for the ABC because of its big regional and rural footprint where emergency broadcasting and the provision of emergency information is more central to its role than it's ever been.
1: The SBS is Australia's multicultural and multilingual national public broadcaster. Its television channels include international programming, as well as news services in English and numerous other languages. It offers people from non-English speaking backgrounds access to information and entertainment from their home countries. SBS houses NITV, Australia's national Indigenous television, which showcases content from a First Nations perspective. David Hua is the director of SBS's audio language content. He oversees SBS radio, which broadcasts programs in more than 60 languages.
5: SBS was set up very um, distinctively to service multicultural and multilingual Australians. Now, that's not to say that the ABC doesn't have multicultural Australians in its charter, but SBS is particularly chartered for that reason.
1: The SBS started broadcasting in the mid-1970s as two government-funded and volunteer-run radio services in eight languages. It was conceived to advise migrants on how to access medical services in Australia. SBS radio has since expanded significantly. It now also publishes digital news and podcasts in dozens of languages, including... The Settlement Guide. David Hua again.
5: It is very much targeted to audiences in Australia who speak different languages and their needs are very, very broad. The service is designed to help people understand as much as possible about Australia, the way in which things work, including our government, our bureaucracy, our school system, our emergency systems and the like, so that people are off to the best possible start.
1: Commercial outlets are also necessary to guarantee media diversity in democratic countries. Cassie Derrick is the director of the Media, Entertainment and Arts Alliance media section. The MEAA is Australia's largest union representing journalists from public and commercial media. She says these outlets add value to the public discourse.
3: The role of commercial media is also really critical in that it can either be more niche or at least provide a different perspective. And I think it's really, you know, it's really crucial that people who are in Australia have access to as many different perspectives and as many different approaches to telling stories as possible.
1: Professor Wendy Bacon has worked as a journalist in both public and commercial outlets. She says although some sections of commercial media do outstanding public interest journalism, most of their content is designed to attract
3: large audiences to raise revenue through advertising. The whole purpose of that media is to make as much money as possible. Now, that means that the advertisers will only advertise if they feel the content is drawing people towards the program so they will see the advertisement. It's not a direct relationship, although it can be. We have two very big companies, uh, the biggest being owned by uh, Rupert Murdoch News Corporation. They have newspapers. They have influence in radio influence in television. Besides
1: News Corp there are some additional dominant conglomerates Seven West Media an ASX listed company controlled by Australian Capital Equity also Nine Entertainment a merger between Publishing and Broadcasting Limited and Fairfax Media. These two former companies were originally founded by the Packer and Fairfax families. Public Media Alliance CEO Christian Porter says the drawback of private ownership is that some outlets may be editorially skewed.
2: Often commercial outlets will be beholden in their editorial values to their owners. And often their owners can help decide what approach their reporters will take to certain news topics. In some countries, the commercial press is largely seen to be right-wing supporting. So in terms of the Murdoch press, I think we can safely say that that's often the case in the UK and Australia, for example, that their outlets will be supporting more conservative governments.
1: To ensure a multitude of voices and perspectives, media diversity is vital.
2: One thing that can be quite dangerous is when there is ownership of many media organizations by one owner and when there is a monopoly the thing to consider is what would your media landscape look like without a public broadcaster what would the news look like would it be skewed to the certain viewpoint rather than there being an organization like the abc and sbs available to offer that impartial trusted voice on behalf of the public that's always the question to ask
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, written and produced by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time.
0: This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.